It wasn't me wanting to be like, hey, I want to be a speaker. My goal for 2020 is to be a speaker. It was, no, I just want to be a part of this mission in combating human trafficking. And then from there, I, I enjoyed it. And then I realized, hey, you know, I can talk about other things. And I always tell people like, there's two different types of influencers. There is consumer influencer, and then there's like the professional influencer. And companies like, maybe it depends on the company, but if you're talking about like an instrument company, they're not gonna be interested in a hygienist who maybe has a huge following, but her base is, or his or her base, or they, their base is consumer, because the consumers aren't buying instruments, right? You need a professional account where your, your audience is professionals. You need to invest in yourself. I didn't just become a speaker. I'm actually a Texas certified teacher. I am like, I can teach public school. I am a teacher, I'm an educator. Yeah, this is a tale, a tale, oh yeah. A tale of two hygienists. So there might be only one, bringing the best of dental knowledge. And we do it all with ease. We cover oral health and screening and preventing gum disease. We're gonna do a lot of learning and have a little bit of fun working at the dentist. A tale of two hygienists. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of A Tale of Two Hygienists podcast, an Endeavor business media production. This is episode number 361, and I am your host, Andrew Johnston. Thank you so much for being with us today. It is December, and we are starting off the month with a roundtable discussion featuring Amber, Anchi, Erica, and myself. This episode we recorded at ADA's SmileCon. This was back in October in Houston. And so you are going to hear a little bit of background noise and Generally, no one really cares about that, but it's that's why it's so loud. Um, it was an amazing event. And the topic of the discussion, I feel, is a little bit timeless. I feel like I often get asked about how to get into speaking. And I myself, I'm not really a real speaker. I mean, I've done some speaking, but I don't do the lecture circuit. I don't do webinars or anything like that. But I do have access to people who do those types of things and have recently gotten started. And so I feel like sometimes it's nice to hear, as opposed to like the legacy speakers who have been doing it for 30 years, sometimes it's nice to hear what the new people are doing. So the point of this episode was to give you all, especially students, new grads, or someone that's just kind of trying to shake up their career a little bit, a behind the scenes peek into what Amber and Anchi did to get started and where it has taken them so far. They are still very much in the beginning part of their journey, but I think that they've done a lot of really great things and they've done it right. But if you also have feedback for them, or if you have questions for them, I know that they would love to hear back from you. So make sure you're reaching out to them. And then next week, we have a special treat. We are bringing on fellow podcasters, which again, I understand that this is not everyone's cup of tea for podcasters to be on a, a podcast, but I really like these two. We have Elvis and Barbara going to come in and I have a, a special guest co-host, Teresa Duncan, who you all know. Um, and we're talking about dental labs. Yeah, let me say that again. We're talking about dental labs, everyone. So it's just, it's interesting because I don't think we've ever had that as a topic on the show, but they give great advice and also just kind of insight into their world. I think the more that we understand someone else's job, the better we're able to do our own job, the better we're able to communicate, right? And I've, I've said that multiple times and I feel like that's so true. And so that's why I wanted to bring them onto the show. You're absolutely going to walk away learning something new, um, but there's also a surprise discussion kind of at the end of the show. That's very specific for dental hygienists. And you're not going to want to miss it, especially if you're feeling a little bit burnt out or you're looking for something else in your career. Uh, and then lastly, for me, it's been a bit since I've begged and begged, but please, if you guys will just click on your little podcast app, go into where you can leave a rating and a review for the show. I would very, very, very much appreciate it. It's been a little while since we've had a review. And I think that this is selfish, but I want people to know that you know, hey, this is still a cool and relevant show. Well, I mean, it's a very relevant show. I don't know about how cool this is, but I want people to know that we're still active. We're still doing things. And so if you can leave something that's written, that would help other people know that this is something they should be listening to as well. So that's it for me for this week. Thank you again so much for listening and enjoy this episode with Anchi, Amber, and Erica. A tale of two hygienists. Hey, friends. Quick pause in the show to remind you about the CE offered for several of our episodes. All you have to do is click into the show notes and follow the link to the CE Zoom website. Answer a few of those questions about the episode correctly and you'll be rewarded the appropriate amount of CEUs. 
This wouldn't be possible without a partnership with our friends at TempStars. TempStars is more than just a temp and a placement service. They are clinician-led and education-focused and strive to perfectly match individuals and dental offices. Learn more about tempstars.com or go back and listen to some of their tip episodes. They are absolutely worth the listen. And now, back to the show. You know, I want to know, honestly, though, both of you are relatively new on like the speaking circuit. Maybe we should talk about that. Okay. Not like, I don't know. I don't want this to be like a... Bashing. No, you can look at me bashing all you want. I don't, that part I don't okay. care about. It's more of Gotta a... Gotta use this. How, are you, how does someone really get into it? Because I feel like we've tried to cover this before and people give so generic of answers that yeah. it's not really helpful for anybody. Yeah. So, so how did you start? Um, I started off... I'm sorry, like hold the on. Like truth, truth? Which one of you started first speaking? Oh, I did. Part. Okay, that's kind of how I felt like it came about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's only because not everyone's on my radar. So sorry, yeah. I wasn't trying to like minimize. Oh, it. No, no, I think no. That's She's like, no, no, I'm a big deal. You that's don't know. Been, that's no, no. <laughs> I think that's been the journey, right? Like, it was I started speaking, and we're best friends. I mean, she can tell the story, but basically, I was looking for like a co-speaker for my human trafficking, hmm. and she's like, um, me, and I was like, oh, well, I mean, yeah, that like that makes sense, right? Like <laughs> my best friend and like somebody who I already worked with, like on some like business stuff. So and it had you already expressed interest in speaking before this and no, she just was no, oblivious no, no. to it? Okay. No, it, it wasn't like I wanted to be a part of that topic to be a speaker, but I wanted to be a part of the topic just to bring more awareness and be part of. We can talk about like the human trafficking, yeah. like what, like kind of like what we did. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, it, but it just evolved. Yeah. It, it really then we started our study club and then. Okay, and don't then, gloss over this. What yeah. year did you start speaking? I started speaking um, 2018. I hated it. And I started, well, I think maybe like back backtrack. I was a horrible public speaker. Mm. And like in uh, hygiene school, I was class president and I like had a really hard time talking to my class. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, and then I started teaching high school. And so then every day I was forced to be in front of students who are brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> who like call you out. And so for like every day for like two, three years, I was speaking in front of people. And so that helped a little bit. Then I started teaching hygiene school and it's a little bit more professional. And I, so, I mean, you know, like they, know they know a little bit more. So sure, it, it sure. makes it hard, like easier for them to call you out on things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I started speaking for them. And then I was working at a university. And so part of our like rubric for us to like, meet the check boxes so we can get meet our goals for the year was like do speaking hmm. and so my local hygiene component i was serving i think i was vice president at the time they somebody had canceled and so i was like uh i, I, I like i guess i could i could speak <laughs> on something you know um it wasn't paid i practiced so so much <laughs> um it was okay it wasn't bad i had an interesting experience with a like big time speaker mm. who emailed me, um, who she probably if she hears this she'll she'll know it's her. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and say her name. It's fine. Nobody <laughs> listens to the show anyway. It's fine. But I don't know what it was about her and me that we just had, we had had like mm, I don't know our moments. So she emailed me the night before and was like, "Hey, I'm going to be there." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, great!" Like, and that's not something I'm trying to do. I just want to. I just. I'm just yeah, like a yeah. little person just trying to talk about this one topic that nobody has like any interest in. It was like teledentistry, which I did have an interest in. And she like was sitting in the back as I'm speaking and she's like writing things down. I'm like, oh man, like I'm teaching her something. <laughs> um, no, I was not teaching her. <laughs> <laughs> she like walks up to me at the end and was basically like, these are the things that you could do to improve. Wow. Yeah. I was like, I didn't read them. I just didn't, like, I barely had, like, the guts to get in front of my colleagues and talk about something, and I was just going to be proud of myself for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up speaking three more times that year, and I decided I didn't like it. I was like, nope, I, I don't like, this is not, this is so much anxiety, so much work. I was really lucky that I had, like, sponsorship pretty mm-hmm. early on, mm-hmm. because my topic was so, like, niche. Yeah. So I heard Mouthwatch for a little bit there, and then... Um, I'm still friends with. I don't speak as much on child industry anymore, though. It's just I've kind of evolved in, like, what I speak on. I want to circle back to the sponsorship thing in a minute, but I do want to admit that I have done that to somebody before as well. And I feel, <laughs> it, 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 I feel like garbage because 
I came from obviously from a place of like, hey, I want to help you. It wasn't like, here's a whole li- big old page yeah. of notes. We weren't friends like that, though. <laughs> well, so I didn't know these people. And they came and they started talking to me, hey, we have this podcast. And I'm like, okay, here's some things you guys do to improve your podcast. And it was not welcome advice. That sounds like Andrew. <laughs> and it was, well, it's just because, you know, well, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. audio quality is really, really important. Oh, like, if, you, if you're going to make it, I hey, guess hey, here's the thing. So, as for hygiene, there was a couple other little hygiene podcasts that were not like really podcasts at the time, it's like radio shows and stuff like that, that were before us. So, we didn't like create this market of podcasting for hygiene. But we were pretty early adopters, and there was lots of really good, like these guys over here, like good dental podcasts before us, right? But it was still such a small little community that I'm like, if you guys are going to get into this community, like at least do it right. Yeah. Like yeah. don't ruin it for the rest of us who are going to probably end up monetizing. Yeah. And then now we're competing. Now people are going to listen to your crap and think that that's what a podcast is. I mean, that's not. Oh, that's how I feel about social media. Oh my yeah, gosh. I mean, that's a different topic. <laughs> and that person who like did that to me, maybe didn't like had bad intentions. And we've like talked since then. We're not necessarily friends, but we, there's like no like bad blood either. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's just like maybe, maybe she was trying to be helpful. But in that moment, my first time speaking, it was not not what I wanted needed yeah. needed for me to. Progress. It was it was inappropriate. Like that's <laughs> be by all accounts, no matter what, it's always inappropriate to do that to somebody. But yeah, so I gave up speaking for a while. I think I didn't speak for like a year after that. Because of that experience or just like... The whole thing. You're like, this isn't I for mean, me. yeah, it was... And I was speaking on dentistry in Texas, uh, in Texas, super conservative state, yeah. um, where we are today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just so... But I did remain, I think, like the tele-dentistry expert in Texas. So people would, in dentists were like super respectful of me and my knowledge and like what mm-hmm. I thought. So I did some programs at the university I was teaching at and then COVID hit. And then everybody wanted to talk about, about teledentistry. Yeah, yeah. And so then I got invited all over, like, doing virtual things. I was like, okay, this is kind of easier mm-hmm. to do, like, virtual talks. And then I started working with Crestner OB, who I love. Mm-hmm. And they started allowing me and inviting me to do other talks on other things that aren't necessarily, like, teledentistry. Like, talking about the things, like, and, I, and now that's what I say. I speak on things related to me and my life. Mm-hmm. So I speak on public health dentistry because that, that's what I do. Um, I speak on Latinidad because I'm a Latina, very proud and vocal Latina. And I talk about abuse because I am a survivor of abuse. And then that's kind of how Anchi and I got together. So I started telling my abuse story when I was teaching at the university, at the hygiene school. Mm-hmm. And initially it was just, uh, well, um, about my friend. And then I started telling them about a little bit about my story, not like as in depth. Now, if you take our human trafficking course, you'll learn a lot about me and my experience. But... Then I decided, like, I would do, like, an abuse course to just hygiene professionals, and that went well. And then in the state of Texas, they required, they passed a law requiring a human trafficking certification mm-hmm. for you to renew your license for initial licensure and renewal, but you had to get it approved by the state of Texas. And it was a lot of work. I'm sure. And it was something I was like, I can't, like, tackle this on my own. And so I started, like, looking for people who could potentially do that with me. And that's when... She kind of like yeah, came that's in. <laughs> that's when I was like, hey, I'll do this with you. Uh, so human trafficking, the church I attended in the past and the church I attend now, one of their main focuses and main missions is to combat human trafficking. And it was something that always tucked out my heart to be mm-hmm. a part of. But I, you know, they had different ways you could volunteer, van tours, um, being actually out there in the streets, interceding. But I didn't feel like that was where I fit or that was where I needed to be. So when this really came about and we needed this requirement, it really was just a natural progression to be like, okay, me as a dental hygienist, this is where I can come in and be a part of the mission in combating human trafficking by education, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I was glad, you know, yeah. So yeah. it was a perfect marriage because Amber was in talks with someone to help her, but I was like, hey, <laughs> I have time. It's 2020. It was also 2020, so I'm like, hey, I have all the time in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I only had one kid at that time, so I'm like, hey, I can I can do stuff, you know? And so it was great. We we got that presentation together and so that's really how it started. So it wasn't me wanting to be like, hey, I want to be a speaker. Mm-hmm. My goal for 2020 is to be a speaker. Mm-hmm. It was, no, I just want to be a part of this mission in combating human trafficking. And then from there, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> and then I realized, hey, you know, I can 
talk about other things. So one of my main platforms, I guess, is about pediatric dentistry, specifically about like behavior guidance and making it a comfortable and positive visit mm-hmm. for, for a child. And so I have a lot of like colleagues or like past classmates, they would email me, you know, DM me, whatever, and ask me, hey, you know, I have a patient, they were crying, what could I do? You know, just asking for advice. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I would, I would tell them what I would do. And so I was like, you know, there might be other people out there, because I know a lot of people, especially when it comes to kids, they're more reluctant into, they're like, oh, I have a kid on my schedule, you know, the whole day shy, (laughs) you know, so so I want to like provide relief for the clinician and, you know, make it a positive experience for the child too. So I'm, I just went from there and started speaking about pediatric dentistry and helping kids and, and the clinician themselves. And then I talk about Duchenne muscular dystrophy. So one of my hygienists I work with, her son has Duchenne. And so I've been treating him for, for many, many years and his friends as well. And so that really, that was something I studied in hygiene school when I got my master's. And then so it just seemed right to be able to talk about it on, you know, a, a different platform and educating dental hygienists. Because not a lot of people know what Duchenne muscular yeah. dystrophy yeah. is or anything about it. So that's been, that's been, that's one of my topics as well. It's got to be nice having like a friend that's smarter than you, huh? <laughs> well, no. Is, I'm just kidding. Look, I'm just I, no, like, but for real. <laughs> I, I think the reason that we work like really well together is because I'm very much a like storyteller. So when we do our abuse lecture, I tell my stories of like working with survivors of human trafficking and providing like mm-hmm. dental care to them and resources and my experience with abuse. And just like I bring that and she brings all the data, all the things that I, I hate talking about. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yes, perfect. I it's, don't have to. I mean, as an audience member, that's what you want. You want the science. You want the, yeah. you know, the, the relatable experiences and all of that. So let me ask this. Because both of you are speaking about things that mean things to you, right? It's, they speak to your heart. If, you know, we're, we're thinking about these students or maybe these new grads are like, hey, look, I, w- I want to share stuff too, but maybe they don't actually know what their topic is. Maybe they don't have anything that they feel compelled to do. Like, what, how, do, how do they find something to speak on? I mean, I think for, for a new grad... I think they could talk about things related to, like, again, like them and their life, what they know, their lived experiences. Like students during COVID, I don't know anything about that, right? Like taking those new exams at, mm. that, I, that they've changed, I don't know anything about that. Like hygiene school experiences, things that happened to me like way long ago, like who am I to speak on those topics? Yeah. You know, those are things that they are like related to them and their life. That's what I say. That's a great idea for a podcast, by the way. Like, <laughs> hey, if you're listening and you did, if you went to school during COVID, reach out to me. Andrea, tell <laughs> I have a friend. I want to talk okay. to you, and Amber's going to help me co-host that okay. one. <laughs> I, have, I have somebody. I have a question. Yeah. Um, as a hygienist, uh, when you are when you find the topic that you want to reach out to people and, and you want to become a speaker, you want to do something outside of your hygiene chair, how do you talk back to that inner critic that's telling you that's for other people, that's not for you? Oh, yeah, I call that like my minority mentality. I have my motto, one of them is Me Vale, which is, and there's a song by this rock band in Spanish called Mana, um, and it just goes, Me Vale, Vale, Vale. Me vale todo, which means like I don't care. Like I don't care about anything. I don't care about what, like Amber's negative things in her mind are saying. I don't care that everybody else doesn't think that Amber can't do it. I, I didn't win a single hygiene award in hygiene school. Nobody thought like, oh, Amber's gonna go out and do great things. <laughs> But I'm like, I think Amber can go out and do great things. Like I do a lot of self-talk. Um, I do a lot of meditation. I think about like, why am I doing this? Is it like selfishly for me or is it for something else? And for me, it's, it's my parents. It's the sacrifices that they made to come to this country. Everything that they had to go through in order to support me, for me to be able to be a professional. My parents didn't even graduate high school, mm-hmm. you know. For me, I try to think about like the impact that I'm making in like the Latin community, in survivors of abuse, and helping other people do outreach work the way that I've done it, which is not necessarily traditional. I'm hoping that that helps reach other people. So I try to think about it not so much as me being selfish and trying to be like, oh, hey, look at me, but the impact that your stories could make. Yeah. And with that, we talk about there's like room for everybody, you know, even though it's like the same topic, we all come about it from a different perspective. So I had another hygienist approach me and she's like, you know, I want to talk about pediatric dentistry too, because her career has been in pedo. She's like, but I know you're talking about it. And I said, no, you know, like we come from different perspectives. We have different experiences and there's so many different topics, even within pediatric dentistry that 
let's let's be here let's be here to educate you know and create positive experiences for kids and clinicians alike so i think that's the thing there's room for everybody we all have a different perspective we've all had different lived experiences let's get that information out there and i will say like as being <laughs> the only one speaking on latinidad and working with some big companies who I absolutely love. Sometimes I have companies who will come to me that are competitors with my companies who I cannot work with, mm -hmm. right? Who would still give me a big platform to share about things that are important to me, like Latinidad. And I, there's nobody I can recommend who I can be like, this person's also speaking on this. You could have them too, because it's yeah. a message we want to be shared. So I personally would like more people speaking on Latinidad, more people having like social media platforms that are Latino, Hispanic, kind of pages because when like RDH Magazine reached out and was like, hey, do you know any RCCs? Like anybody who's an influencer who could be an RCC? I'm like, where are the other Latinos? You know, like, so <laughs> yeah. do the things and we want to support you. And I agree, like, I don't believe in competition. I don't think that anybody can tell my story and I don't think that I can tell your story. And so I just don't ever feel like there is competition personally. I would agree. I think there's plenty of room in the sandbox, right? That's what we always say. Plenty of room in the sandbox for everybody. I guess my, my only thought about that, though, is you have to take the craft seriously. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, don't, don't come in and, and give a bad name for, you know, pediatric yes. topics. Oh, well, let me tell you, like, one of my biggest pet peeves. Yeah, yeah? do it. Okay. <laughs> so as a survivor of abuse, somebody who's, like, worked with people, uh, human trafficking survivors, people who go out and talk about human trafficking without doing their research or abuse without doing their research, like, infuriates me. When people put out, like, and I, I already know, I don't even have to take your lecture to know that you didn't do your research because I see your flyer and you have somebody who's chained up. Most people who are abused are not chained, are not shackled. Um, a lot of it's psychological. And so you put out these images of people and you say, this is what abuse looks like. And I see it as somebody who is going through abuse and I don't look like that. Mm -hmm. Or a provider is seeing that. It's like, oh, they're not tied up. They must not be abused. And so you're hurting, like, our people. You're hurting, like, it just makes me so mad. Yeah. So if you're going to talk on that topic or any topic, like, yeah, know your stuff. Thank you. Exclamation point. <laughs> Boom. Okay. Let's talk about sponsorship. And if you don't want to okay. talk about it, I'm not going to make you guys talk about it, except for I am going to make you talk about it. <laughs> so starting out, the question that always gets asked that nobody will ever answer is, how much should I expect to get paid? Okay. So I think it depends. When I started off speaking and I had, like, zero mentorship. So I, and, and honestly, I think that I am a speaker now who is severely underpaid. Like, I don't think that I even now, like, I am getting what I probably should be getting because I don't necessarily know. But when I first started, I was getting $300 for, like, an hour and a half. And it, but it was mostly, like, local lectures. And at that time, that was also what ADHA was paying. Like, mm -hmm. when you applied to speak at ADHA at that time, and that's kind of how I was, like, I gauged it. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, so ADHA paid for, like, and ADHA is a different topic, but um, <laughs> we can go more into that. But they paid for your flight, one night hotel, and 250 You're talking about the National the Association The National Association, Conference. yes, not the local. Right. And then I had a different, I worked for a university where they paid, and we were like polishing instructors, and their set thing was like $300 per day. And so, it's like, so I was like, oh, maybe $300 is like what's like reasonable? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Now I'm probably making all these years in, I would say, for a one-hour virtual, probably like a thousand dollars, which is an hour low. And half. Yeah. yeah, which is low. Yeah, yeah. especially because I am like a national speaker. Yeah, but it, it kind of—it's hard. So I, I always say there's like, there's one is getting a gig. The second other thing, completely different, is getting paid for that gig, mm -hmm. right? And so also having to consider like what one gig is. So if you're getting a gig, like, are they willing to pay you? A lot of organizations, especially smaller ones, they don't want to pay you. They only mm -hmm. want to depend on sponsorship. And that's hard for my sponsors, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And my, so then if you're an organization, I think, and we have, we have a very, very small study club and we still yeah. pay our speakers. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, we have a, should we say it? Should we say it? I don't know. But I mean, say it. okay. So our sponsorship total for like our study club is $700. There's a hundred dollars of like that goes to like admin fees, paying for C certificates, all that stuff. Mm. And then we divide the rest $600 evenly between me, her and the speaker. And if they want to have a sponsor on, they can have a sponsor. We give them the entire list of attendees. But I think like even us at our itty bitty amount of money, if we can provide you some sponsorship, then these big orgs can too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, nah, don't like, I, I, no. 
Yeah. If we can do it, and we are very transparent with the people who we bring on, and we tell them like this is this is how much we make, and if we grow and we make more money, then we will continue to do the same thing equally because we're all equally putting in work. Mm. If we had more money, we'd give more money. Yeah. But yeah, like I think if we little ones can do it, then the big ones can too. Hundred percent. Mm. So because you guys are friends, did you take your cues of like what you're asking for from her or did you do your own research on it? No, I mean, it's so hard to do research, right? You don't know. No one answers. No, no answers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, it's That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to yeah. talk about <laughs> answers. Yeah. So Amber, you know, has really been like my mentor throughout this whole process and asking her and getting her advice and going from there. You know, when I first got, when I had my first sponsorship, you know, I did come to her and was like, hey, what's a reasonable amount? And I was just mm-hmm. starting. She's like, you know, I, um, to, you know, two fifty. I think I think it was two fifty for an hour and a half. Like, mm. let's start there, and that it was virtual. It was virtual. So Amber's been my mentor from that. I think we've grown a circle of speaker friends as well, mm-hmm. where we're being more transparent about it. So that way we can sort of set a, set a standard and know that we're not selling ourselves short by any means. Mm. And so just just growing from there. It's it's still a learning I'll tell you process. A story. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So. And so shout out to like Stephanie Botts and yes. Carrie Carter Shirellis, who are like my two other speaker friends and who I can like really go to because they're, I mean, do, at the same level that I am doing the things that I am. So it's, I can get like more information from them and they're, they've been awesome with me. But also I will say, don't just come at somebody and be like, Hey, how much do you make? Right. You right. know, like you yeah. have, to, it's like a, it's a friendship thing. You gotta, you know, come, you know, contribute to the friendship and I will contribute to the friendship, but you can't just be like taking from me. Mm-hmm. At that point, I'm coaching you and mentoring you. Like yeah. then yeah. you need to pay people. But there was one time where Carrie, oh, she's an, I won't say the name of the organization, but there was an organization that came to her and they're like, Hey, will you do a six series webinar for like a hundred dollars or something dumb, something ridiculous. And she didn't tell me the name of the org, but then that same organization reached out to me and offered me like seven times the amount for one virtual CE. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so I like, I was like, hey, <laughs> so I don't know if the org is listening. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> they, uh, I was like, hey, is this the organization? Because it was kind of, yeah, so we, I could kind of tell them maybe. Conveniently the same. Yeah, yeah like okay. I, I was able to figure out like, hey, is this the person? Like who, these people were the ones who reached out to you? And it was different people from the same organization. So I don't know, um, I think. But she, it was, and it was, it was the same organization. And I was see, like, that's see, shady stuff. it is shady. And so that's like what happens, right? Like if we don't like share and talk and, and then like, if I don't know how much to charge and I'm charging less because I just simply don't know, mm-hmm. then that does hurt other speakers. I mean, it, that's hygiene 101, right? Like the yeah. new grads are charging yeah. less and taking the jobs of the, the veterans and all these. And so like, about, that's yeah. obviously like not what I want. I think it's just harder to have like, people don't want to share those things with you. Mm-hmm. And I can understand some of that too but I think if you're an organization you need to have like my part of my problem is you need to have some skin in the game because then like here if you don't care if you're just having a free speaker because you have a sponsor you don't care that much to like promote the event mm. and the way that like my sponsor is getting their payment is the people who are attending right yeah. and then you don't like invest in recruiting people and nobody attends then what does my sponsor get they don't get anything yeah. and then that hurts my relationship yes. with that sponsor and then my job yeah it, it, you know and I want to do good for them I have really good people that I work with like yeah I would say like cloud dentistry Crestor will be they're probably like my biggest sponsors right <laughs> NSK I mean they're probably some of my biggest like, and they've been absolutely amazing to mm. me like I want to do good by them because they do good by me you know and it makes it really difficult when not everybody's in it for to, to work I think they just want like free stuff I don't know <laughs> So, do you both speak with for the same sponsors? No. No. How, how did you find your sponsors versus also how did you find your sponsors? Yeah. Well, I think one of my first sponsors we we met as part of Dental Hygiene Spark, the our business that we have together, along with someone else, and so we started there meeting with them to do stuff on that platform on Dental mm. Hygiene Sparks platform, and then so when I branched out, I reached out to them, you know, individually to ask if they would sponsor one of my first speaking gigs. So that's how. I got my first sponsor. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's just been relationships. So I did a I did a webinar for, for Young Dental um, earlier this year. And then they really just, <laughs> Amanda Hill, you know, just really up, opened up the door and it's like, hey, if you need anything, let me know. And so I've been able to use, uh, not use, <laughs> I didn't mean to use that. 
<laughs> I've been able to connect with her and be able to build a relationship with her and branching out to do, uh, you know, other things, the social media. And now, you know, they're sponsoring my, some of my courses mm. in November. Some of it has been relationships that I've met through Amber, like Cloud Industry. They've been amazing as well. I get to speak on their platform as well as they're sponsoring me individually. So it's been a mix and match, but definitely it's a lot of relationship building and connections and also working, wanting to work with companies that, with products that you believe in and mm. that you use yeah, as well. Absolutely. It's not just, oh, you know, I'm trying to find someone to pay me. It's about partnering, like really partnering, putting your name behind them and their name behind you and, and being in this process together. Yeah. So how I got my first sponsor was Mouthwatch and it was at ADHA trade show. And I just went up to them and I'm like, hey, I speak on teledentistry. <laughs> Wanna be friends? Yes, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they were so great to me. Yeah, they were they were a great company from I had a really, really good experience like starting off with Mouthwatch. And then, like now I don't really speak on teledentistry much anymore. So, you know, we don't work together as much anymore. But they were really great to me. They were like it was like my they were my friends. We would go out to dinner and sometimes they would pay me in food and I was like, Yes, please <laughs> pay me in food. Yeah, they were they were really, really great. Um, Crestner will be, I am, was not on purpose. I was going out doing the things that I'm already doing. I was an educator, was vocal as vocal as I always am, but I was very much well known in Texas for doing community outreach work. I won the idea Crest Oral B award for scholarship for dental hygienists seeking academic careers sponsored by Crest and Royal V. Mm-hmm. And so then Desi, who doesn't work for PNG anymore, I guess he must have seen something in me, but he was like, hey, you should wa- you should write for dentalcare.com. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I got asked to attend this like KOL, and I was like, what the heck is KOL? But they're like, innovation, something in Atlanta. And I was like, oh, this must be for like all the educators. So I ignored it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Course. <laughs> and then I saw Andrea and Desi at a trade show, and they're like, "Hey, you, did you get our email? Are you going to come?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, going totally yeah, to." Absolutely responded to that. Yeah. yeah. And then COVID happened, and so then it became virtual, and I was I was seeing like all these names. You were probably on there. It was for like the Oral BIO like thing, mm. like when they first like launched. And yeah. so I, I was like, "A tale of two hygienists." Andrew Johnston, you know, Irene. I was like, whoa, I'm in the wrong, like, virtual room here. <laughs> what I belong in. I had, like, zero social media following at that time. And that's how kind of we started our social media together because I was like, um, I probably should be on, on these things. Yeah. Yeah, and I got, so I got super, super, I think, lucky. And then they had, like, a series of, like, interviews with me. So Andrea already knew me, Desi already knew me, but then I started meeting with, like, you know, Dr. Kaplan, I met with Dr. Gans. And then they started giving me more and more opportunities. Andrea Johnson, I mean, I definitely wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't for a PNG, for Crescent Roby, for, for Andrea. They've been amazing to me. I, like, people are like, oh, you like, blue is your favorite color. I was like, no, man, blue is a PNG color. And they are, they are <laughs> my favorite. Um, yeah, so I agree. It's like a lot of relationship building. I go to a lot of trade shows. I go and I talk to, and I try to be strategic about who I talk to, specifically companies that that I like, like. And I think that's the other reason I don't get paid as much is because I don't stack and stack sponsors on top of sponsors. Mm-hmm. There are other sponsors that I work with, like, like I love SDF, so like I use Elevate, right? I love Ivoclar because I like their, their proc set. So, but they, I, I also don't want my presentations to be product, product, products. So a lot of times I just end up using like one sponsor, two sponsors, mm-hmm. and so then I'm making yeah less maybe than other than other speakers. But then I feel better about like what I am doing. But when I do go to trade shows, I go and I talk to people and I tell them like who I am. Now I'm super fortunate that a lot of companies like know who I am, mm-hmm. and will come to me. Will go to my lectures. So going to these national places and trying to speak there, getting on podcasts, like writing. That for sounds magaz- like the best idea you've ever had. For- <laughs> Writing for magazines. I mean, you have to market yourself and what you do, mm-hmm. and people will start to get to know you. I've also been super fortunate to get a lot of awards. Um, so I like RDH and Roof this year. My face was everywhere. <laughs> it, was. it was. How did you like that? <laughs> it was embarrassing. You're like, why is my stupid face right I was there? Like, again? Again? Right oh, God. Me. Like, I just. I was like, yes, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she nominated me recently for the America's Tooth Fairy Award, and. 
there goes my face again. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm like super grateful. Like, thank you. Like, I appreciate like all all those things. And I, but I also, and I think that those things have also helped me. Now it's going to be a little embarrassing. So please don't nominate me for any more things. But I think that also was not, it wasn't a strategy. It was, it just kind of turned out to be one that I did get. Like, I, like, I didn't even know I was nominated for the dimensions six dental hygienists that you want to know mm. and I got that and I think that was also like helpful the award of distinction obviously helpful mm. I think those things uh, also help posting on social media getting a social media presence I've gotten some gigs from social media now some companies want to work with me specifically or others specifically because they have a social media presence I do think that I I like that I am somebody outside of social media and if social media went away I still would have my career yeah but I also think that it helps because it kind of, yeah, it makes the deal. Let's talk about that for a minute, though, because like I, you know, we've, we've done social media for a really long time. And I've seen people come and go and it's, I want to be, I, I, this is more of a message for the audience. It's just, I want to be very clear that just because you have a, a social media presence, if there's no real content there, oh yeah, it doesn't matter how many followers oh. you have. I really don't care. Yeah. If you're not actually giving real stuff, then you're just still going to be nowhere. Yeah. Like you're still in nothing at that point. Like I, I can't say that enough. It's just like. You can't build off the backs of other people and yeah. steal memes from people and oh, yeah. post it as your oh, own. Yeah. <laughs> no. You, know, you just have, you have to do your own work. So, and I always tell people, like, there's two different types of influencers. There is consumer influencer. Mm-hmm. And then there is, like, the professional influencer. Mm-hmm. And companies, like, I mean, it depends on the company. But if you're talking about, like, an instrument company. They're not going to be interested in a hygienist who maybe has a huge following, but her base is, or his or her base, or they, their base is consumer. Mm-hmm. Because the consumers aren't buying instruments, right, right? Right. You need a professional account where your your audience is professionals, and I think it is. It gets it's harder to build a audience with professionals because we're harder to impress. Yeah. So I think there needs to be like, I hated initially being on social media, and then I started focusing on like, okay, so like, what can I do that is educational? Because I I think I still consider myself an educator. It's like, okay, I can teach people about like my community about dental Spanish or how to organize community outreach work. Um, and sometimes there might be some motivational thing in there. And I'll say my dental Spanish videos don't always get the most engagement, but I always get followers because people find like, oh, this is useful. I can learn mm-hmm. something from find this. find value in it. Yeah. And I think that the companies appreciate that. And I think also, even though I have a smaller social media following, I have been able to get like social media paid deals because of the relationships I have outside of social media. Sure. Because there are companies who I already know and work with and, and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, using it as, as an adjunct, um, exactly. how did you start? How do you start? In Instagram? It, it, yes. Oh, oh, my gosh. So I had a hard time. Everything is like slow process for me. It might not seem that way. <laughs> it is slow. Um, I couldn't even post a like, I, can, I, could, I could create something, but I couldn't click the button post. That scared me, like the idea of people like seeing me. And so Anchi and I and my friend, our friend Shauna, we were like in a group chat. And like one night after that KOL IO thing, mm. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to do something, but I cannot do it. I cannot like, I can't just go out there pretending like I know something and post it on social media. And so the three of us partnered together. I was like, okay, I can create content. Y'all can post it. And then it's not me. Then I, I just connected from like the idea that it was, that it was me. And then throughout like the year, I got more and more comfortable with like, posting and storing I would have to ask them at before I would post a single story I'd be like is this okay and, and then they'd be like yes and like no, I'm not gonna post it <laughs> I can't do this um, but now like obviously like I run my own Instagram and not to like I love dental hygiene spark but I've now surpassed the platform that we've had mm-hmm. and, and that made me like really proud to like I did something on my own um, not because I don't love dental hygiene spark I do obviously like I wouldn't be like the Latino RDH on Instagram if it wasn't for dental hygiene spark but I needed that. Like, I needed my friends to hold my hand through that for me to be able to, like, do it on my own eventually. But I would, they say that you should think of a, like, a, for you over a, here. A, <laughs> yeah. like, think of a niche, like, what you want your page to be. Not always, because I'll say, like, mine is just related to a lot of, like, me and my life. But a lot of it is really also the dental Spanish stuff. So mm-hmm. thinking about, like, what you want it to be, looking up. Making your like your handle something that would describe like who you are and like what your page is about. Mm-hmm. I try to include like RDH and dental hygienist on both those bolded ones. So your name and then that first bolded line, which is your name. Those are the two things that are searchable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was talking to Bethany Montoya, the human RDH, 
And I called her out because I was like, you're not searchable on Instagram. Like, I know that <laughs> Giving she's- Giving her that advice that it was unsolicited. Yeah, 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 I did. In front of people. In front of a crowd. In front yeah. of a crowd. I think she appreciated it. She's like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> because she was, her name on Instagram was a human RDH and her tag was also like her, her username was also the human RDH. And so on her descriptor, she had Bethany Montoya, but that non-bolded section is not searchable. And so if I searched Bethany Montoya, she wouldn't come up. Mm -hmm. And so if other people who knew her were trying to search her up and didn't know her by the human RDH, they wouldn't find her. Yeah. Yeah. So like knowing those little things, I try to do a lot of research. Reels is a really good way to grow your page. Instagram wants to be like TikTok, so they're going to try and push, push those out. Looking at trending audio, so audio with the little flechita, uh, the little arrow at the bottom of the audio. Mm. If you want to be like... Flechita? Flechita. It's like a... Okay. No, that's fine. A flecha. Uh, I was trying to think of the English word, man. Uh, I had to go uh, Spanish before no, I like English. it. It's like our audience is learning something. <laughs> okay. Um, if you want to be like super on trend, go to TikTok first and see what they're doing. Yeah. And then bring that over to Instagram. Like, yeah, I think there needs to be like like some benefit. They need to be knowing something. Whether it is that you're bringing entertainment or education or talking about pediatrics, right? Um, whatever it is that you need to kind of, people need to know. Mm. Now I love it. Now I feel like, I don't know. I still hate it. I, I, I hate yeah. social media <laughs> with a deep passion. But Brittany would be like, hey, can we post this picture of you? I'm like, nope. Oh, that picture I that you're talking you about earlier? You what? I storied about you today. Why? Because <laughs> we're doing this. But I was not it. It was just your face talking no, no, about no, something. No, I was. It was me with these headphones, and then like I turned around, and it was like Anchi, and then it was you. And then I well, tried to and then I tried <laughs> to talk to my dentist. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. Okay. So that picture though you're talking about. So we had a different picture for that, but it was from RDH under one roof, and like there's a reflect. Like we were sitting next to a mirror, and there's like the side of my face was like reflected in the stupid mirror. I'm like. No, like, I don't want this one. Like, change. Like, I don't even want to be in it. She's like, you have to be in it. And I'm like, eh, do I? We have <laughs> logos for that, right? Put a logo over me. Like, that's fine. That's and funny. then, anyways, that's why you're so big in that picture. Yeah, I'm, I'm like right up front, and he's in the back, and there's this little tiny Andrew, and there's me with my big hair right in the front. Just because, like, that's how we were sitting when the picture yeah. was taken. Or yeah, whatever. I was like, it's the Erica Social show. media is the worst. <laughs> that's our, look, that's our friend from our. That's Shana. Hi, Shana. <laughs> Well, how, how often do you put something out? Every day? I should post that. I mean, if you want to grow, you should probably post something out every day. I don't. Um, it takes a lot out of me, like, mentally and, like, Stephanie Postures. Because it's Stephanie creative stuff. It is. Yeah. It is. Like, yeah. Stephanie Botts, who is Stephanie Posture Pros on Instagram, um, who does your episodes, I think. Yeah. yeah. She, um, we were talking about this yesterday. It is, like... A persona that you put out so it does like take energy out of us to like be this person on social media not that that's not who i am but that's not who i am all the time right you know and so it does it takes a lot of energy for my dental spanish videos i do a lot of research on like the words that i am using like not just like my mexican spanish but what are other like forms of dialects of spanish that i could include in this make sure that i'm saying things like properly not just like with my slang then it's like captioning everything like you should caption all your stuff to be inclusive, but also to help people learn. And Instagram doesn't understand Spanish, so I can't like do the auto-generated captions. Oh. It's a lot of it's a lot of work. And then I, a lot of times I put in like pronunciation into my videos. It takes me like three hours to do a, from like record to edit a video, which is a lot of work. it's a lot of time. So, so I much time. don't do it every single day, which is why I don't think I've grown <laughs> as much as I could have. But I'm proud of like what I've grown. I will say, don't buy bots to follow you. Hmm. Don't buy bots to like your stuff. Because we can tell. We can tell. No, but we can tell. If you have bought your likes or bought your followers, we can tell. I mean, companies might not be able to tell, but we can tell. Well, there used to be like a, a, a website that you could go to and like you could see like from what country all of your followers are from. Oh. It's behind a paywall now. Dang it. But I mean, I learned about this years ago. And so like, you go to like our Atel to Agenda's Facebook account and it'd be like 98%, you know, United States. Yeah. 1.3% Canada or whatever, and then oh. like the UK. Yeah, like, we you can do that, that our individually, but you can't see it on somebody else's. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. you used to be able to check see, everybody that, else out. That would be legit. It's behind yeah. the paywall now. I, I can't yeah. remember the website. And it was only for Facebook at the time because Instagram wasn't there yeah. yet. This is years ago. <laughs> I, so yeah. I would say, so like for a company, if companies are listening, 
my advice to you if you're looking for an influencer is yes, you want to know what their following count is, right? So you want to know their reach, but you also want to know what their engagement is. Like, is like if they have 16,000 followers and they only have line, nine likes, mm, that's not good engagement. Okay, yeah. so you need, Thank you for they say that. like a good percentage, which is a hard percentage to get, would be 10%. And that I always say that's I have four thousand followers. I don't get four hundred likes on yeah, you know yeah. all my things. I get like two hundred, three hundred. I'm like yes. Like if I'm at two hundred, I'm feeling really good about myself. <laughs> so you know if I get a few comments, I'm feeling good. But if you you can tell if somebody has like bought their followers if you look at their follower accounts and like none of them say hygiene. They're all like yeah foreign accounts. If they have like all these likes but no comments, you should have. At, at a, if you have a huge following, you should have at least a comment, yeah. you know? And then you can look at the accounts that like it too. So again, yeah. there you can see the transparency. Are they hygienists or dental professionals related yeah. or not? Yeah. But look at their engagement. Are they getting, I mean, because it doesn't matter if they have a huge following, if they have no engagement. I will say that the mistake that we made, I think, with Dental Hygiene Spark is we did a lot of giveaways initially. Mm-hmm. And so people were following us for the giveaways. They mm-hmm. weren't interested in us in our stories. So when we would post out content... Then there wasn't much engagement. You so have to a little bait and switch. Like yeah, you you brought them in one way, and then that's not what you wanted them for. But that's not what that's not what they that's came. not what, yeah. yeah. So like, and sure it helped grow our numbers, but it didn't. Um, and it was not like with ill intent, but I was like, oh, like this is not what we want. We all mm-hmm. we want to have you want to build relationships with people. You want organic growth, mm-hmm. which is harder. Um, sometimes we'll do a giveaway, like I'll do a giveaway, but I, tr- I try that's not like the majority of my content because I, you do want to have that engagement. Mm-hmm. That, that is important. Yeah. And even choosing giveaway items, you want to choose it that dental professionals will use, not just, a, you know, anyone that oh, will yeah. like it. And then so they'll, and you don't want to hashtag so giveaway no cash, too. Right. No, no cash. <laughs> or Which we it's do, a by gift the way. card for like, you know, a, okay. dental, a dental site. What's the other hashtags they should not use? You say don't use hashtag giveaway. What's the other yeah. hashtag not to use? that we don't use because we get hate. Oh, hashtag fluoride. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> All that anti-fluoride. Yes, come they out come out. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's the other side of Instagram you see when you do hashtag fluoride. <laughs> we had to turn off comments on one of our podcasts because of that. It was Matt Crispine. This was years ago. And he was talking about fluoride. And then, like, we got all of these comments on that episode. Yeah. In our, and I'm like, all right, let's delete all this stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. I've filtered my comments now so you can only comment on my stuff if you follow me. Oh, um, nice. And so I can tell because sometimes people will follow, will, like, message me, like, hey, I tried commenting on your thing. And I, can, I was like, oh, it's because you don't follow me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> follow. Uh, I appreciate the comment, but you, got, you, know, you, should, you should follow me. Yeah. So I get hate when I post about three things. If I post about anything LGBTQ+, I get hate. Uh, if I post about fluoride, I get hate. Or if I post about Latinx, I get hate. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. So now I just don't hashtag fluoride. Because I don't, so yeah, crazy. it's so crazy. I, and then, so I filter my comments and then they started coming into my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> telling me that I'm like killing people. And I'm like, this is too much, man. I was just talking about water fluoridation <laughs> and community projects. My gosh, yeah. Can I ask a, a bit, it might, I don't think it's that personal of a question, but your, your dynamic, you said earlier, with Dental Hygiene Spark, like you, like you guys were a group, you guys did this thing, and then you kind of, kind of surpassed it. How did you guys, as a group, not have like that jealousy or that you're breaking up the band kind of situation? Oh, I think we did. <laughs> oh, is it, should we not <laughs> no, ask that no, question? No, no, no. no okay, I'll say we are like, best friends. Not in a bad way. Yeah, like we yeah. are. The three of us are best friends. I love the three of them. We like love each other, and they are my number. Shauna. My number one, like, hype woman. She is always there to tell me that I, like, she tells me that I'm a whale. Um, because I used to say, like, I'm just, like, a little fish. She's like, no, you're a whale. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll, like, send me, like, these emojis of just, like, whales. Like, yeah, she is, like, my number one hype woman. But I will say it was hard for a while, like, working. Like, we hadn't worked together, right? Mm. And so it was sometimes hard um, feeling like maybe... <sighs> somebody wasn't like contributing as much or um, maybe we like were too harsh on like criticizing one of Shana's content or you know like we all had very different visions for what we wanted like I thought like this is work this is a job Mm -hmm. my teammates necessarily think that it was a job they're like oh it's kind of for frenzies and like type A here is like oh that's not that's (laughs) not going to work right and ultimately it was a me problem it wasn't an Angela Shana problem it was Mm -hmm. an Amber problem 
and I, and I talked to like my husband and my therapist. I was like, why am I getting upset over a stupid social media page when I have like these amazing friends, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. I'm getting upset that we're not like producing as much as I want us to. And am I really going to lose my friends over social media? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like it was, it was definitely like an Amber problem. And I had to like check myself and I told them, I was like, Hey, I need like some time. And I like, don't want to talk to like anybody and poor them. Cause they're like, Oh my God, I was like <laughs> cutting me off. But I needed to like set myself straight. Yeah. And I was going through a lot of things like with like my family and like personally and at work. And it was, yeah, it was hundred percent a, like a, I was like in the wrong. Um, and then I decided like, I can't force people to do the things like to be what I want to be. Right. Like, so I was like, I need to then create my own thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, we just had different different goals, and I think when we started it, we had the same goal. But as when we went on, you know, things changed. Especially going back to work, you know, the time you had on your hands changed too. So our vision for Dental Hygiene Spark, each of us changed, and so we had that conversation, mm-hmm. and we just evolved in different ways as well. So I think Dental Hygiene Spark was definitely a learning process for all of us. Yeah. And definitely still something that's there and, and we value and I still, you know, yeah, I just want still, to, yeah, <laughs> I, I still want to, uh, you know, have hope to like push content out of it. I just don't, she does, I don't have and I, I try, but I, I don't have time and that's a totally another conversation <laughs> I've exhausted with my friends. But now it's like friends. a thing that we did together that I think like helped the three of us learn. Um, and now there is no like, no jealousy. Yeah, so we have that and we have our own identities, you know, and I think that's okay, too. And I think that's how we evolved. I've seen other podcasters. So there's um, it's it's outside of the dental community, but it's called Asian Boss Girl. They had their podcast together for years and then now each of them have their own interest and branched out on their own. But they still come back to this one thing. And I think that's just how you evolve. If we just stayed as Dental Hygiene Spark, I think that would be a real fault and disservice yeah. for each of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's actually the intent of Dental Hygiene Spark to spark what we wanted to do and spark how we wanted to grow. Yeah. And so we, we've achieved that by going out and doing our own thing. And so I started wanting to like post about Latinidad. And, you know, as a group, it was kind of decided like, well, that doesn't really align with Dental Hygiene Spark, which mm-hmm. is true. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, in Dental Hygiene Spark, we're just posting about like general like clinical things or like community outreach. Um, it wasn't about Latinidad. Mm. And so, although it hurt me, it made me realize, well, then I need to start like my own like page on focusing on that. Cause it, it was completely, it's a very completely different audience. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and so I'm good. I'm happy with, with that. Like we were very, we're very good with it, being able to have like honest conversations with each other. Sometimes conversations that like hurt, but ultimately we're still really, really good friends. Talk and every I love day. Them. We talk every day. <laughs> we were at a party last night at SmileCon. And then people came in coming up to us, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I wish people wouldn't. Like, I just want to, like, hang out with my two friends. <laughs> I'm so just, famous. I not like that. Oh, my gosh. Not like that. But uh-huh. it was just kind of like, oh, man, we don't get to see each other that often anymore. Yeah. Just because we live in the same city. But if you've ever been to Houston, um, um, she, I, Shauna and I live on the same street an hour away from each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then she lives, like, 50 minutes from me. So, like... It's a, yeah, it's like impossible to like get to each other. So no, but it's, so like shout out to like freaking Hygiene Edge who's been able to make it work. But here's the thing though, like, and you pointed this out already, but just to revisit, like they have the same voice, right? Like they have the same mission, they have whatever. You both have like different passions and I don't know Shauna, but I'm sure she has a different passion as well. And you can't get an audience that's segmented into three different and ha- try and make them come together exactly, yeah. because the, the content is so varied. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, gosh, Hygiene Edge is like the gold standard, though. They are. They're yeah. pretty amazing. They're, they're, yeah. So aesthetic. So, oh, man. Yeah. They're perfect. Yeah. They, yeah. They're perfect. I'm surprised they're not bigger than they are, though. Same. Yeah. I think same. they have a big YouTube following as well. Yeah. It's. I love meeting them in person because their personalities are so different. But yeah, once you get to their page and like you said, their voice, it's it's just one voice, mm-hmm. one, but, one mission. But even like when you meet them in person, they almost feel like one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, they do. They feel like. We're going to add this part out. It's because they're all like white Mormon from Utah. No, <laughs> no, that's not, no they, I feel like their energy is very much the same. No, Malia's like quiet. I, well, no, that's true. No, that's true. And then Jessica, Jessica is like true. you. Yeah. And I then mean, it's just like. Know. 
But they're also so nice. Well, they are Mormon. I mean, yeah. Is that? I don't know. They're just yeah. They're no, so nice. They're very like yeah wholesome and good. Yes, cool. they're very wholesome. Yeah. The three of them. Like they should be like on a fifties sitcom. Like <laughs> this is my family. <laughs> Shucky darns. No. Okay. no. Well, and when you were uh, speaking of not seeing each other all the time, or uh, you do live in the same city, so you can any time. But if you lived across the country, any time you were in the same city, you would make you know. Oh my gosh, we have to get yeah. together. And so I think it's like going to see some sort of uh, uh, like I live in, in Seattle. I can go see the Space Needle any time. I'm never going to go because I can go any time. But if I were visiting Seattle, I would go. And so keeping your friendship strong even when you can be together anytime you want and, and uh, having that you know, personal connection is, would, is very important. But 50 minutes on the same street. I have a question. Um, and we, Eric and I were talking about this last night at dinner. We're like, it's so hard to find friends in the industry. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I want to put it to both of you. How do you know who to hang out with at these conferences and all these things without... I mean, because everyone has an opinion on everything. So yeah. how do you know who's the good people? I don't actually um, hang out with a lot of, like, the big-name people. Not because... Because you're not their level yet. No, just Yeah, kidding. exactly. <laughs> honestly. You're not famous. Honestly, because I'm not famous. I, yeah. I That's think, not true. But, yeah. No, I... I do. I know what you mean, though. I, I, but I hang out with... Angela, I hang out with Shauna. I like I bring my people with me. Yeah. Um, like people who I've met from hygiene school. Like we met before hygiene school, but um, before her hygiene school experience. But yeah, people who I've met, like who I've been a leader with in the ADHA with for years and years. Like my OG friends. That's that's who I bring. Because you know who they are. Like yeah. you know like their foundation, their heart. Yeah. And like I trust them with like everything. They know everything about me. They could ruin me. Shauna Angelic. <laughs> <laughs> There's evidence out there, everyone. Yeah. That's like, why they're still deep. friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just got to make sure. Um, but I do want to give a shout out to um, Shauna. Um, so we've talked about, a lot about her today. Uh, if you want to follow her on Instagram, she is the Tri RDH. And she, like, she just started, so we should support her. Oh, yeah. Um, the Tri? The Tri RDH. She tries like products. Mm-hmm. Oh, gives her honest reviews. Yeah. Yeah. She gives her reviews. So yeah. she's, she's not sponsored so not, by anybody. So. She's not compensated by anyone then. No, she's not compensated by anybody. Nobody wants that honesty. Well, and I think what uh, part of Andrew's question, too, as you're gaining popularity, knowing who wants to know you because they really want to know you and your purpose and your or who wants to know you just to know you to benefit themselves. So my other pet peeve is when people go to companies and tell them that they're friends with me when they're not really friends with me. And then these companies will be like, oh, hey, so and so came over and they said they're, they're friends with you. And I'm like. They're just like, I just feel like you're just using my name. Happens so And often. I like, mm-hmm. I don't even, we've never like, do you have my phone number? Have you, have we had a conversation? <laughs> do you know my last name? <laughs> yeah. Can you say my last name? Will you say my last name? Um, <laughs> you know, like, I, so I feel like with like Stephanie, who I've known pretty recently and Carrie, who I've known pretty recently, I feel like that they are my friends because we both like, e- we all equally share with each other. We I'll say each other's names in rooms. If I'm going to go do out and do something, I I include both Carrie, her, and Stephanie in my presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I know that they do that for me too. So I, I don't know. You learn, and I've had other. I've had bad experiences too. Yeah, where people have just used me. That's not all experiences. There's some really good people out there too. Yeah, and they. This will sound cliche, but you just, you click, you know, and yeah. there's just a natural vibe that you have something in common because we're not going to force friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you'll just find things in common and naturally click. So I, I know I met Megan Elliott at oh, RDH Megan. Under One Roof. Yeah. And at the first dinner, you know, we got to know each other. And then we had a second dinner during that trip. And I was like, I told him, I was like, I really like Megan. Like we just had, you She's know, a cool person. yeah, I yeah. got to know She's her better. Amazing. And so, I yeah. So then I hung out with her more just like independently and, I think you really, you just have to, you, you'll just know, you know, of course, when you yeah. build that friendship that you have something in common and, mm-hmm. or the same goals or the same personality, you know, what yeah. your likes and dislikes are. Um, and even just like connecting over social media, like yeah, Stephanie, I connected with her over uh, social media first. And then even when we met in person, it was just like, oh, we've been friends all along sort of yeah. deal. Um, so it, it, yeah, it sounds cliche, but you, you but just you know. know. You'll yeah. know. I'll say I've been have, going through like a really hard time this last like month and a half. And I had like, like Amanda just send me prayers. Um, like no other words, but just like prayers. So you, you know, like you end up learning like over time. There's some like, um, yeah, Amanda Hill. Um, 
people who've like called and texted me and uh, mm -hmm. you, 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 end up, you end up knowing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there is so much love. I feel, like I said, like this month, last month has been horrible for me. And I've yet, but I felt so much love. I've never felt alone. And a lot of it's been from like my dental community. Um, just like checking up on me mm -hmm. or <laughs> when I was on bed rest, people like sending me things like coloring books. And, you know? <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, nice. It is, it is like, yeah. you know, um, somebody like there's a dentist who I know from Instagram um, who, no, I can't think of her name, like the pink periodontist or something I don't know. she sent me like a like a Amazon, like a, a Venmo she's like buy yourself some coffee you know just like oh, yeah and I was sweet. like how did she find me but just like yeah like I, there's so much love in dentistry yeah there's there's sometimes bad things happen but I will say that for the most part I feel so much love I've had, yeah yeah I like to I mean for me personally because I'm look I think as a male hygienist I have a different uh, energy level and I have a different um like reason why I'm doing things. It's just, it's just different. I think feel like between me and several people, I also get right down to the point where I say, why are you doing this? Yeah. Why do you want to be a speaker? Like what's yeah. in there for you? Like what's yeah. your, what are your goals? What are your dreams? What's your aspirations? Like if it's the people that are like, I just want to be famous. Oh yeah. No, I want to, no. I want to make a lot of money. <laughs> then I'm like, look, this, There's we are there, not yeah. friends. Then. Yeah. Like we're not going to be able to hang out, but I feel like it's the people that are, aligned with hey i just want to bring good information out to people so they can learn about it then i'm like oh okay let's be friends then like yeah. let's let's be you know I, i'd like to work with you i'd like to collaborate with you i'd like to do all of the things but it's what what's their purpose yeah and then when they lie to me about what their purpose is then it's like you're never coming <laughs> no. back from that <laughs> you're never coming back yeah and i feel like you can get vibes from people that are just out there for the fame mm -hmm. for the money mm -hmm. um and not there to generally you know want to get information out there I, I feel like you can you can detect that as yeah. well yeah yeah well and when someone uh talks about their purpose and answers that question they're going to light up they're they're yeah, they're, we'll see it in their face, yeah. For sure. and then the words are just going to come effortlessly and they're going to have that passion and that spark yeah josie yeah. Sewell, she was asking me one time because we lived in the same city for a while and she's like hey so what do you want to do and i'm like i don't know <laughs> I'm like, that must have been so disheartening for her to see, like, <laughs> no, like, emotion or excitement. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'll do podcasting. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, at one time, I met Amber Auger for the first time at RDH Evolution, and it was at the mixer right before everything started. Hmm. And so there wasn't too many people in the room yet. Everyone was getting there. And so I approached her just to, you know, introduce myself. I'm there, you know, for that reason. I mean, you know, to get to network. And so I introduced myself, and the first thing she asked me is, is, what do you want to speak on? Like right away, she got to it. <laughs> okay. it, it, it took me, you know, I, I was caught off guard uh, for sure. But I think maybe that was her strategy to see what my passion was or if I was really there for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and But it was also nice. Like she got to the point. I mean, in a good way, you know, like let's let's help each other. Let's see what we can do. Um, so, yeah, that was um I, I appreciated her asking me that question <laughs> very bluntly. It caught yeah. me off guard, but also know, like, always be prepared, you know, <laughs> with, with what you want to do and, and who you are. Um, but that was, yeah, that was it. But it's also a great point, though. Like, you put yourself in a position. Like, so if you going back to the, you know, kind of purpose of a lot of this conversation is if someone wants to get into speaking or whatever, you yeah. have to be putting yourself in the position to have that conversation, to be asked that question. Yeah. If you weren't at RDH Evolution, it never would have happened. Yeah. So, so my advice for people is, like, uh, three things like one you need to invest in yourself i didn't just become a speaker i'm actually a texas certified teacher i am like i can teach public school i am a teacher i'm an educator mm -hmm. i was my thesis short of getting a master's in education only because my dad got sick but otherwise like my majority of my education has been education right like yeah. i invested money in me knowing how to like write objectives how to do abstracts um I go to as many conferences as I can, and a lot of times uh, that costs me a lot it's of out money. Of pocket, yeah. It's a lot of money, but I do it to like so I can meet the right people, so I can learn from people. I don't just take C courses because I need them for my requirements. I take C courses so that I can like I go and I specifically go to listen to good speakers so to see like learn how to what, yeah how could I present learn yeah. from yeah. them. Yeah. If they are speakers who are speaking on my same topic, I go in and listen to them and see like am I saying the right things right like yeah. what am I missing. I'm always trying to learn. And that requires money. 
So that means like paying for a, a one pager and for headshots, like all those things cost money. You have to be willing going to RDH evolution. You have to be willing to invest in yourself. It's not like it's not free. Mm. It's not like I, we spend a lot of money doing these things. Then the other thing is like promoting yourself, letting people know what it is that you want to do, what your talent is. Because we're not thinking about other people. We're like, we're selfish. I'm like, I think about like my immediate like circle and mm -hmm. myself. So I need you to like, I needed her to come and tell me like, hey, I want to speak with you. Otherwise, I wouldn't have thought about it. And then networking, right? Like networking is the way that you're going to get more speaker gigs, like get to know more people. People are going to get to know you. Mm -hmm. um, how, and it's also how you'll get more sponsorship. So you have to, yeah, you have to be willing to put some work into it. It, for the first several years of the podcast, it was everything was out of pocket. We'd go to all the conferences to do the interviews. It was all the gear that we bought. That's you know expensive gear. It was all coming out of the pocket. So like I, I, I really want people to understand like you have to invest time and money. Like you, oh yeah, yes, you can. It's so much work. It has so much time. Right? Freaking social media research. So much work, yeah. Hey, real quick, how can people reach out to you if they wanted to? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram at. The T H E Latina L A T I N A R D H, or you can email me at amlovatos L O V A T O S at gmail.com. I am not the best at my email, so if you really want a response, you probably need to DM me on Instagram. <laughs> uh, you can find me, I'm the pediatric RDH on Instagram, so the pediatric RDH. I also go by Anchi or Angela, you probably heard that. <laughs> go back and forth during the podcast, and then you can email me at Anchi Doe, A N C H I. Hdo at gmail.com. Awesome. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is a tale. A tale, oh yeah. A tale of two hygienists. So there might be only one. Bringing the best of dental knowledge. And we do it all with ease. We cover oral health and screening. And preventing gum disease. We're going to do a lot of learning. And have a little bit of fun working at the dentist. Tale of two hygienists.